You are listening to Get Real Podcast. So I'm going to date stamp this edition. Today is June 28th, and we are still in the year 2020, even though it feels like we've been through about six years <laughs> in the past six months. Here's the headlines today, Dan, and this is from the Philadelphia Inquirer. This is real news. This is not the National Inquirer, but I think with the way the world's going, the National Enquirer is looking pretty lame right now. Real news and stuff that's really going on. I don't know what real news is. (laughs) I I can't even look at it. Well, this is real news because I just experienced it down in Florida. And we experienced a little bit of it here in South Kakalaki. Here's the headline. Historic Saharan dust fills the air from Africa to the United States. But get this. It does have a plus side. We'll talk about the plus side in a minute. But... You just can't make this stuff up. First, it's COVID-19. Then we have murder hornets. Then we have absolute civil unrest. And now we have Saharan dust storms. It's election year. (laughs) It is. So this is what the Philadelphia Inquirer says about the Saharan dust storms. A historic outbreak of Saharan dust. I never heard of this before. Nevertheless... Have you? I have. You have? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is a first for me. This is a historic one. I'm though. a weirdo, so you st- You study all this stuff anyway. So <laughs> uh, Saharan dust that is clogging the atmosphere from Western... Sounds like they need Roto-Rooter. Clogging the atmosphere from Western Africa to the Caribbean and potentially posing health threats that could make it as far as the U.S. Midwest. While the phenomenon is an annual occurrence, this dust episode has a huge spatial extent. Said Andrea Seely, a meteorologist with the Caribbean Institute for Meteorology and Hydrology in Barbados. This particular outbreak could well be among the largest of the last 60 years, said Dr. Franklin D. Marks, director of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Hurricane Research Division in Miami, who is familiar with the orange-tinted fallout that has descended upon his car in past years. Now get this. Not only are we getting dust with this, but guess what else is in this dust storm? What? Bacteria and camel dung. <laughs> okay, I will tell you. My daughter goes, Dad, do you have the weather app on your iPhone? I was like, uh, I think so. And I went there this morning, and you know what it said? It said, harmful, like, I can't remember exact quote, but it was like, Basically, the air is bad for your health today. Yeah. 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 <laughs> because camel there's dung. camel dung. That's what I call a bleep storm and a half. I did not consent to that. <laughs> now, it's also been known to carry locusts. Live locusts have survived the journey uh, in the past. Oh, uh, I forgot that at the beginning. We have the locusts, too. Yeah, locusts. Yeah, it is 2020. Now, on the bright side, they do say that the dryness in the air because of the sand will absorb the moisture and make the hurricane season less severe. I don't know about that yet. I do know that the water right now for this time of year is very much warmer than it should be. And they've been saying that it's going to be a very active hurricane season. So we'll see what comes of that. Yeah, the whole concept of experts has been somewhat compromised for me. <laughs> They're like, mask will do you no good. Oh, you need a mask or you're going to die. Yeah. And the next week, no, mask, yeah. Better get your mask, you're going to die. And I'm like, um, I just 
I don't know anymore. Glenn. I was in Walgreens yesterday and Deb and I picked up a mask box and took a look at the back of it. It says, this does not prevent the spread of communicable diseases, <laughs> but will prevent you from touching your face more often. And that's what it says on the mask box. Uh, yeah. So whatever, man, if you think about it since March, camel dung, you camel got, okay, dung. You got me a camel dung. I'm, I'm still reacting to that. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What does that mean to inhale camel dung, Glenn? <laughs> you put me in this quandary. I'm I sitting know. here trying to do the right thing for my health and my family, and I'm like, maybe I'm inhaling, <laughs> inhaling camel dung. Maybe the masks will reduce the amount of camel Ooh, dung that you inhale. Maybe so, you know what? Why don't we put out a, a lithos cry, get real mask that says this absolutely. Per well, I don't know if we can make that claim, but. <laughs> absolutely prevents camel dung there's got to be an expert quote unquote out there that will tell us dude i'm the expert you're the expert i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna don the lab coat and i'm just gonna make stuff up that's what i'm gonna do glenn dr dan i'm gonna be like hello folks i'm dr dan i have zero credentials but i did stay at a holiday inn express last night and i would like to share with you that camel dung is not as bad for your health as one might think and i'm gonna, I'm gonna start blocking Blogging, make my own YouTube channel, make like 75 cents a month. There you go. There you go. What are the effects of camel dung on the human body? I don't, you know, I'm going to make those up. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have to say this, something that really just kind of hit me yesterday. And I've been thinking about, if you think about the last three major shakings that we've dealt with the COVID, and then we had the civil unrest throughout the world that thing spread all over the place and now you have the massive sandstorm from the sahara all of them have to do with breathing or breath hmm. wow I, I don't know the depth of that or what no, that all going. means that, but that's interesting. i really I like don't that. but uh i think god's trying to get our attention about our breath and that our time is short that life is short life is but a vapor hmm. and when you take a look at this i looked this morning it's heavy dude and if any of our listeners have any insight into that as well, because I just barely scratched. I did not do the deep dive on that yet. Glenn, we don't really have listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we just come in here to let off steam. I didn't want to tell you that. But it, okay. It's true. But oh. go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. Go ahead. But if there's anybody out there that does listen to us on a <laughs> regular basis or just kind of like in their avoidance of camel dung outside, stumbled across the Get Real <laughs> podcast because they don't want to go outside. If you've got any insight into that, that would be great. And I'll kind of dive into that a little bit more, but I did look into dust and what dust <laughs> symbolizes in scripture. Okay, wait a second. Pause for a second. Okay, how do you know when you're, you're at the bottom? <laughs> when you've hit the nerd bottom, you're like, you know what, I think I'm going to go inside and study dust and camel dung okay go ahead i'm sorry glenn but interrupting you and making fun of you is what i do best so you do it you do it very somebody's well somebody's gotta do it it has been a few weeks since we've been it, in it here has, it, has it has been has. and it's always good to get back in the saddle again absolutely i vacuumed in here it looks wonderful Doesn't and it? mac really appreciates the time that you spent okay. with him man mac he's he loves attention, man. He is an attention hound. He is. And our listeners probably just heard him barking in the background just a minute ago. Dude, that dog is whack. I love him. <laughs> but dust in scripture symbolizes death, the grave, damnation, 
Okay. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Okay. And in some instances, it does represent <laughs> repentance. Okay. Something ridiculous. <laughs> we have a good time with oh, this. Oh man, I'm sorry because those are all serious tenets, which they normally are. I would find very like sobering. But it's like, yeah, hey everybody, hey praise the Lord. The dust recommends. I hope you're in the right mood. Right, just sit down. Yeah. Grab a grab a. A cold a, one. A cup of chamomile <laughs> and dust, death, death. repentance, wicked way. Grave, okay. damnation. Okay, keep and sometimes, going. No, and sometimes. Stuff. I'm not mocking the truth no. of scripture, but it was just funny because of the incongruity of my mood and that. But go ahead. That would not sell in the majority of churches today. Dude, I would vote you out. Today, I am going to preach on the principles of dust. Oh, I would be so in seed. I'd be like, did you hear what he did? I picked out bright red number four color of carpet. And he went with bright red number three color of carpet. And I just don't believe that that is just. And then I would so like discord so bad. I'd have you voted out so fast. You'd I wouldn't like, last. Yeah, you'd be on rollerblades. <laughs> Without question, uh, on on the serious note, and we do the, the reason why we're lighthearted is because this is stuff. This stuff is serious. Yeah, and I'm goofing. You do have to have a little bit of sense of humor to make it through with what we're going through. Yeah. There, there is a place for mirth and humor. There, there really is. And the last thing we want to do on here is just pound people over the head. We want to share the truth. We want to be honest with people with what's going on, but we don't want to be. Oh, dude! May I take our next caller, weeks, please? Last few weeks, we're like, yeah, I'm pretty much convinced we're going into a deflationary depression yeah. and murder hornets and, <laughs> and all this other stuff. After the 64th murder hornet, you have to have a little mirth. You got it, right? Dude, the flying saucers hovering outside oh, right yeah, now. They're the, on deck. But we can't even get to all the UFO stuff. No, we can't. We, we, we can't. We, we've, we've touched upon it a little bit. There's some more to talk about about that oh, in, in the future. Lot. We could spend forever talking all about right, it. Back to death. Back to death. God is shaking. Yes. There, there is absolutely no question about it. There is nobody that is not going to be affected by the shaking. Both the those that are outside of the church and those that are in the church are being shaken. And I love it, Dan, when you come up with a topic for what we're going to talk about like a couple weeks ago. You're like, hey, let's talk about the sky clock. And you started expounding upon that. And it just opened up a whole bunch of things. And I want to kind of continue with that a little bit. And it really affected. We do have listeners because they reached out to us after they listened to the Sky Clock oh, really? edition. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, I was under the influence of Post Limon Doritos. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just kind of that thing, but um, that's what motivated it. But our friend in Ireland, Aaron Von Graham, reached out to us with a testimony that he had. And we're going to share an interview that I was able to do with him just a few weeks ago about how God has blessed him in the midst of the shaking. Because a lot of times we say, hey, there's shaking going on. And we've noticed and in our own lives, God has been blessing those that follow him and are born again and really have a heart towards him and are putting the main thing first. And those who are not are really going through some very difficult times right now. And we're not saying that to be like, oh, wow, you know, look at us. We are the, the, we're the righteous brothers, you know, and we got it. We got it going on. No, there is shaking going on in our lives as well. Uh, And that's what God is doing. 
So Aaron reached out to us and I was like, dude, we got to get you on. I, I want, love that guy. Yeah, I want you to share your testimony. That way it just doesn't sound like Dan and I in the echo chamber of like, hey man, life is great for us, you know, woo, you know. And somebody on the other side of the ocean in Ireland has been blessed and I've heard more testimonies of blessing as well. But I do want to bring up a couple things to dovetail off of the sky clock because you really piqued my interest with that. You really did. We're going to do some more about calendars. I'm working on that. Just bear with me as I work through that because it's very complex. Uh, I am not a calendar expert, but I am doing the best I can to learn about it so that I can give you what God is doing. Well, a lot of our listeners it may not get it. We do because we want to. We do a lot of research yeah. in between these. Sometimes I'll read like four or five, six, seven books. Yeah. And I'm thinking and thinking, and it's not because I'm trying to do it. It's because I like it. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm interested in it. So, and it's yeah. not because we want to put together a show either. We're not oh, doing I'm it. trying to be rich, man. <laughs> Fleece these people. <laughs> it's because we want to, and we want to share with you. We're just guys. I don't care about people. I want money. <laughs> you want money? Exactly. <laughs> money. Well, let's talk about money. <laughs> Excellent segue there, Dan. So... Haggai chapter two, verses seven through nine. This is what God says. And I will shake all nations and the desire of nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the house former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. And we've talked about this and we've had confirmation from other people that we've talked to that this shaking is leading to a harvest that God is beautifying his church, his bride, so that she can be shown to be glorious. The church is not going to go out in ashes and sackcloth. Mm. It's not going to happen. And there's a transfer of wealth. Get this. You know, and I know that there's the Gregorian calendar and the Julian calendar and the Hebrew calendar. Mm -hmm. And we basically, you know, the year 2020 is off the Gregorian calendar. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we are actually on the Hebrew calendar, not in 2020. We're in another year. We're in the year 5780. Hmm. Dude, according to the Hebrew calendar, we hit the 80s. <laughs> We're in the 80s, man. Let me slide on my leg warmers and brush out my mullet. There you go. I got to get my parachute pants on and my boom box and be ready to go. But you and I, we, we actually asked this question, and I think God's kind of answered it a little bit. Why is there this fascination with the 80s all of a sudden? The decade of excess. Because we were supposed to have Wonder Woman 1980-something-something something come out. Mm-hmm. There's been a new interest in the Stranger Things on mm-hmm. Netflix. is retro to the 80s when you watch that, and there's this real interest in the 80s. Well, we're in the 80s. 1980 on the Gregorian calendar was the decade of excess for the world. Hmm. 5780 is the decade of excess for those who love the Lord, his people. The transfer of wealth. What I find very interesting is God God has a sense of humor and he likes to clobber people over the head so that they get it. All right. He, He announces things. He makes it clear. He makes it evident. Now, whether we see it or we heed to it, that's up to us because we have free will. But he doesn't do anything without announcing it or making it clear or evident. So the Hebrew number or letter that corresponds with 80 is the letter pay, which rhymes with pay, as in cha-ching. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> now, I'm not preaching prosperity here. This is just the way God works. Come on, brother. Press down, <laughs> shaking together. All of that stuff beforehand, Ooh. all of the false prosperity preaching was a cheap counterfeit of God really moving. You see, we don't have to command God to move. That's blasphemy. He will do it in his time, his way. Do I have to buy a prayer cloth? No, no, okay. no, no prayer cloth purchase required. All right. So with all the shaking going on and understanding that, yeah, there's probably going to be a harvest of souls. I opened up the scripture one morning just a few weeks ago, and it was just opened up to Isaiah 18, 5. I was like, it's just opened up. Let me just read this and see what it says. And this is what it says in Isaiah 18, 5. For for the harvest, when the bud is perfect and the sour grape is ripening in the flower, he shall cut off the sprigs with the pruning hooks and take away and cut down the branches. So as we know, Israel was an agricultural nation and there's a lot of agricultural references in scripture. And this in Isaiah chapter 18 is a reference to the harvesting of grapes. Well, before the grapes are harvested, there has to be a pruning or a shaking of the vine, which I found very interesting. There's a lot of reasons for pruning grapes. And I went to, a okay, we, I did research. I went to a website. It was not a Christian website. It was not a biblically based website. It was just about pruning grapes in a vineyard so that you can grow grapes and have them for fruit or create wine from. These are the reasons why you prune grapes. First of all, it's to reduce the amount of old wood, which only produces sprigs and leaves. Hmm. Offshoots. And boy, have we had a lot of offshoots from the vine that look like scripture, that look like the church, that look like God's working, but but are not. Hmm. They're just they're just offshoots. And that's uh these offshoots produce no real fruit. They have leaves and they appear like they have fruit, they have the appearance, but there's no fruit there. So what does God do before the harvest? Removes them. What are you supposed to do when you're when you're pruning grapes and harvesting grapes before you harvest the grapes? You're supposed to remove the sprigs. Also found out that grapes grow best on what's called one-year-old wood. That's the vine. And as it gets a little bit older, it gets a little bit more hardened. So the wood has a bit of seasoning that is best. It's It's got some age to it, but it's not too old. There's a newness that is necessary for the grapes to, to grow well. Now, this is really interesting. If grapes are left to themselves, they grow into a dense mass of older wood leading to poor airflow. So no circulation. And spiritual terms, no movement of the spirit. And all that grows is fungus. <laughs> 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 what's even scarier is that when you prune your grapes you're going to remove about 70 to 90 percent of what is there and all that's going to be left that really bears fruit is about 10 percent hmm. and oftentimes you hear in scripture jesus speak of a remnant and the words speak of a remnant the remnant of israel there's a small it's not this big mass conglomeration that you see that presents itself as having fruit there's just only a small percentage that really has fruit. The pruning is also necessary so that the grapes will conform to the shape of the trellis they are grown on. Think about that for a second. For the grapes to grow well and to be fruitful, they have to be conformed to an image. Hmm. 
conform to the image of a trellis. Wow. And then when you prune the grapes, you want to do it in a way so that there's or, an orderly system of evenly spaced vines that resemble branches of a tree with a central trunk. And that reminded me of John chapter 15, verses 1 through 2, where Jesus said, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. He's the one that comes with the pruning hooks. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Everybody, there is nobody that is going to make it out of this shaking. I don't know how long it's going to go on for. I thought we were going to have a reprieve after COVID-19 kind of died down a little bit, but it's one thing after another. And if you think about it, a friend of mine the other day put it this way. He's like, think of this. Since March, it's June, we're three months out. Since March, we've experienced the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic, the economic depression of 1929, the civil unrest of the 1960s, and we even had a rocket launch in the midst of the civil unrest, similar to the rocket launches in the 1960s, hmm. all in the matter of about three months. And now we've got camel dung. <laughs> <laughs> and when I think of it, Dan, to me, it's like birth pangs throughout history. Okay, yeah, we had the economic shaking of 1929, had a little bit of a reprieve. And now it seems to be getting faster and faster. Oh, yeah. You know, without without question. For our listeners, yeah, God is shaking. He's doing it for a reason. There is a harvest that is coming. And what I want to do is share with you the interview that I did with Aaron to, to, so that you can hear how God's blessed him in the midst of this shaking and the perspectives of somebody else besides Dan and I up here in the fishbowl. Before we get to Aaron's interview, I'd like to share with you a very timely song of his called Come Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, 
thank you so much for joining us again on the Get Real podcast. It was about a year ago that we talked to you the first time, and what a blessing that was to talk about worship. Yeah, it's a real blessing to be back with you again, Glenn. What I want to do today is have you share something that you texted me a couple weeks ago when you heard our edition about God's Sky Clock. And in that edition, we were talking about how God is in the process right now of transferring wealth. And I'm not getting into prosperity doctrine or prosperity preaching. This is just the way that God works when he is getting ready to glorify himself and to harvest souls for his kingdom. He transfers the wealth so that that can be done. And just a few weeks ago, you had an experience where you lost your job and then God blessed you. Can you share with our listeners that experience so they know that Dan and I are just not over here making that up? Oh, absolutely, Glenn. Uh, so what what actually happened was a uh, was probably at the start of January, I really felt God calling me away from my job. And uh, I made the step to do that. Well, when I say that, he made the step to do that. I actually took ill and ended up being off work. And uh, then towards, I think it was the end of March, um, I was looking for jobs between that time, couldn't find anything. I got a phone call from my employer just when the whole COVID-19 thing kicked off. And uh, they told me that I was going to be made redundant and uh, because of the COVID-19 thing. I work as a chef, and so I had no work. But it was actually two weeks previous. It was a small farm shop, and he was looking somebody to come and cook for him. And to cut a long story short, I ended up in the job a week after I got made redundant from my last job. So God was just knowing exactly what was happening and how he was looking after me. And I've been working there now since every week, basically, Monday to Friday. And uh, God has been blessing me even through this whole lockdown thing. Because I think if I had to be at home with my family, I think I'd be cracking up right now. So God knew exactly what he was doing. Um, Maybe not the way that I wanted it to happen, but at the same time, he did it. And uh, I'm blessed. I know that his blessing through it. And I understand this is a better job situation for you all the way around, that it's a little bit better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, put it this way. It's less hours. Um, it's less hours. It's more money. It, I don't have to drive my car to go to work. I can, I can walk one minute walk from my home to get to my job. <laughs> and it's less hours, more money, and more time for me to spend writing music and time for the family as well. Oh, wow. So he's really cut out some time for you to move forward in what he's called you to do. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely, because I still have this call on my life that I need to be doing uh, music, writing music, and, and you know, performing and, and getting the gospel out there through the ministry that he has called me to. And uh, to make it possible, he's given me more time than I, ever have, I have ever had. And that, that's the amazing thing about it. That is amazing. And, uh, and to cut a long story, another part of this story is that I'm really starting to record again probably in the next month or so uh, with my producer in Brazil again. So um, I've got some inspiration, some new songs that I need to put out there. And I'm looking forward to releasing those. Oh, wow. Wow. So, so we got yeah. uh, possibly a new album coming out. When do you think that'll be ready? 
Ooh, we're going to take our time with this one, I think. We kind of rushed the last one, so we're probably it's probably going to be about a year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But we're going to release some things. We're going to, about a year, we're probably going to release a few singles first that way. We're going to do it that way. We're definitely going to have a song out by the end of the year, I would think. We're, we're definitely looking forward to that. I want to go back to the day that you got that phone call that they didn't need you at your previous job. When you got that call and they said that mm -hmm. to you, was there any inkling of fear that rose up in you or, oh no, what am I going to do or how's this going to work out? Did that Was that something that you had to deal with at all? Well, do you know what, Glenn? During the whole time that I was off and um, before I lost the job because of this missing stuff, um, I had no fear whatsoever. I, I just knew God had this in hand. And it's, it's hard to explain, but I had a peace, knowing that I'd done the right thing, that I'd left at the right time for such a time as this. Because um, that place is now closed um, due to COVID-19. It doesn't look like it's ever going to open again. Um, so God has blessed me financially in that way. Also, something that I'm going to share with you that I haven't shared with you is um, the Extreme Tour people um, have been in touch with me the last six months and have been looking to come over here to visit me. And it was during a couple of weeks just before the whole COVID thing, they sent one of the reps over from Arizona who flew specifically here just to see me for two days and flew back home again. Oh, wow. And it meant that I had time to spend with him to discuss what we're planning to do here in Ireland with the Extreme Tour. So God set everything apart. It's, it's, it blows me away when I think about it. And when you look at the timing it, of it, when he made that flight over, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is. But going amazing. back to the, the phone call, the phone call came, I think it was on a Friday. I was cutting my grass in the back garden. And they, apparently they had been trying to get in touch with me the day beforehand to actually come down and have a meeting. And I had already uh, put my notice in. This is, this is how God works. I'd already put my notice in on that Monday. And they told me that I no longer needed to put the notice in because I'd already lost my job that I was free to go and start another new job. So it was just a week later, I, I ended up starting to work where I am now. And uh, I'm basically working on my own. Um, and it's it's less stress. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm busy enough. But I'm blessed because I'm blessed because I don't have to use my car. So I'm saving money for fuel. Uh, I'm better paid. And even though I was, I'm working less hours, <laughs> it's just like unreal. Unreal. I mean, God, God knows what he's doing at the right time. And uh, irrespective of all that is happening right now, that has been one of the biggest blessings through all of this for me, that he has provided for me and my family and uh, in, a, in a miraculous way. Uh, I'm hoping that your testimony encourages some of our listeners who are in the mindset that what they have now and what they've had in the past is it that that's the end all be all of what God has in store for them. I think we've all dealt with this sometimes in our lives and it's something that I deal with and, and I still battle with that. Okay, God, you've provided me with all this cool stuff. You've provided me with this awesome job, but that's not the end of it. That's not the end of life. That's not the, the be all end all. He's got other things that he has in store for us and every thing that we do is one step closer as we follow him 
I mean, the scriptures make yeah. it very clear that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of God. And if we're mm-hmm. righteous, if we've been made righteous by the blood of Christ and we're pursuing him and his desire and calling in our life, he's going to order everything else for us. He makes it easier. Yeah. He makes it idiot proof. And that helps me a lot. <laughs> that helps me a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I think sometimes, I think sometimes, Glenn, we try to complicate everything. We try to, we try to think that it's so complicated how we, we, we almost put God into our little categories of how he should do things. And you're working it out and it's, it's going to be an impossible task. And yet God, is a God of the impossible, and he just makes it look so easy when he, when he starts working. And for me to encourage someone is to believe that when God speaks to you, trust God. Go with go with what you know God is saying to you. And uh, that's what I did, and I've been blessed through it. And uh, also during that time, because I was off work, um, I decided to take the step to leave my record label. Well, I had only got a contract with them for a year anyway, and I felt it was right. And uh, I have to say that since making that decision, that God has blessed my music in another direction as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think I've shared with you that I do a Christian rock show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and yes. I, I've gained another couple of radio stations since speaking to you. Um, uh, I think we're on about eight stations now. Um, I'm going from the East Coast to the West Coast of the USA, oh, Indonesia, and the UK now. And some of them are FM stations as well. So God, again, it's given me time to do that as well. So God has been blessing. It's It's been a real blessing. That it is really has. wonderful. It's a wonderful, wonderful testimony. And I'll tell you what, since the last time we talked a year ago, the world sure has changed very, very quickly. Oh, hasn't it just? <laughs> and you're over. Oh, my goodness. You're over there in Northern Ireland, and we've we've spoken to friends in Italy, and we've spoken to friends throughout the United States. We've even spoken to some yeah. of our friends in Latvia. What do you think, from what you're seeing and what God's been showing you, what do you think God is doing right now? What's resonating right, in well, you? Here, this, is, this is what's resonating in my heart right now. Is he brought me to Haggai chapter 2, I think it's uh, verse 7, and he talks about, in that chapter, um, about uh, the nations being shaken. Um, and I'm seeing that very, very clearly across the world. There's, there's nations being shaken. And economies are collapsing. Um, and, you know, the wealth of the world has been based on their greed and the economy has been based on greed. And I believe what God is saying is it's not yours, it's mine. And so he is shaking this. I don't believe that the whole virus thing uh, was of God, but I believe that God allowed it to happen in order to shake his church as well, because I believe he's shaking the nations, but I also believe that he is shaking his church. In the book of Haggai, it talks about the rebuilding of the temple, and it's about it's a it's a prequel to Zerubbabel building the you know building the wall of the temple with with Nehemiah and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what it says is that the greater that that the latter, sorry, the former part, the latter will be greater than the former for the church. So what I believe is happening right now is that the nations are being shaken, the church is being shaken, and I believe false prophets are being exposed, false teachers. Um, These people who claim 
to preach the gospel are being exposed for what they really are. And I guess it's also a wake-up call for the lukewarm Christians as well. Um, and for me personally, it has drawn me closer to God. It has drawn me to a place where I trust God for absolutely everything that I do in my life now. And when I look around in my own country, and uh, I have to say it, uh, Glenn, the corruption which is in the government is ridiculous. Um, I don't know how freely you want me to talk here, but I can share quite a few things sure. Go that's ahead. happening. But uh, because Northern Ireland is part of the UK, I can see that the nation is split right down the middle. The country is an absolute and a devastating place right now. For me personally, the whole COVID thing, I smelt a rat from the very beginning. Um, why did I say that? Because something just didn't add up within my spirit about this. And the more I've researched, the more I've read up on these things and got the facts um, and seen doctors and experts being removed from YouTube, Facebook, different platforms. I thought there's something going on here and I'm going to be honest with you I haven't watched mainstream media news for at least four months and mm -hmm. um, I don't watch the news because they drive out the fear and it has created such a fear in the UK and Northern Ireland that people are frightened to leave their homes they're absolutely terrified to leave their houses then there's the other side where there's people who are not afraid like myself but now we're at a stage now where everyone is starting to get very suspicious of our government, about the rules, the regulations. They're now making masks mandatory um, here in the UK uh, for public transport, wherever you go. Um, for Northern Ireland, that hasn't come in. This is a strange thing. Even though we're part of the UK, that hasn't come in. But what has also sneaked through um, all of this is that uh, the abortion here, the, we... we we're a country in Northern Ireland who did never never had abortions, never. It, but uh, the UK government in London brought a law in to bring abortions into practice here in Northern Ireland. And in the last month, we've had 150 lives destroyed through abortion. And how did they um, justify was, that? How did they justify that through COVID? How did that happen? They said it was an essential service. Okay. They said it was an essential service, and yet church buildings are closed. Um, yet the wine, the the liquor stores, as you would call them in the United States, are open. Um, so people are drowning their sorrows. Um, supermarkets are full of people. Um, we're at a stage now where we're slowly coming out of this whole lockdown thing, but I don't think they're going far enough. And just the other day. Um, our Prime Minister decided to support Mr. Bill Gates and this whole vaccine thing, vaccine thing. I mean, I personally have read up so much information that the whole thing is just, it's corrupt, it's dangerous. I like to be honest, I like to be upfront, I like to tell the truth. I don't tell lies, and when I find the truth and you try to explain it to someone, it's like you get shot down. And I guess it's like being a Christian as well because we're marginalized in that way. But all through all of this, I still know God is in control, mm -hmm. that he's about to do something, and I, be I believe that we're going to see governments put down. I do believe that's going to happen because this is part of the shaking process from Haggai. And that's where God brought me to. He brought me to 
to the book of Haggai straight away. So that's that's where um, I'm resting on, and, and that's what I'm seeing God do. Without question, in this year of 2020, which indicates perfect vision or being able to see clearly and perfectly, we're really seeing things for what they are. It's all being yeah. exposed. And like you, without question, there is a COVID virus. There are some parts mm-hmm. of the United States that got hit harder than other parts of the United States. It, it, New York, for instance, I've got friends in New mm-hmm. York and they have they know people that have died from COVID, uh, numerous people that have died from it. It hit them hard. Yeah. Um, South Carolina, yeah. where Dan and I are at, not not so much. So it's been in different pockets. It's not been worldwide, yeah. world spread, as they said. And I've seen the stats and I've even heard that, oh, mm-hmm. wait a minute, we messed up the stats. We indicated a little bit higher. And I know that people, I know people personally that have gone in for other procedures other than having a cough and a fever uh, for other things, and yep. they get listed as a COVID patient. I know, I know that for a fact. So it's not what they made yep. it out well, to be. What, what What is also happening here is that there are people who are dying, and it's being listed as COVID, and it hasn't been COVID, and there are families now fighting with doctors to keep that off the death certificate because the government, certain figures that they be scientifically, people would die. Their figures have not come to fruition at all, so they're being exaggerated, and people are starting to see that as well. And I know that there are people who have died of this thing. I'm not saying it's not real, because yeah. it is. But at the same time, I don't think it's as deadly as it's being made out to be. And uh, uh, and personally, with the type of job that I do, I can't social distance. Um, I can't do those things. Um, my security is resting and found in God. Yes. And I pray the protection of the blood of Jesus over my life on a daily basis for myself and my family. Yeah. And that's what I rest my protection on. And I, I read Psalm 91 over myself and read that over because I believe God's word is, is not just for us to listen to and to read, but it's a living word. And then when we speak the word over us, then God certainly does protect us. Yes. Yes, he does. And there's a difference between godly fear and wisdom and just being having that dreadful fear. And in that yeah. godly fear and wisdom, you, know, you, you stand under God's word, under what he says, under his protection. But at the same time, you're not going to go out and do something stupid like lick doorknobs in no. public. You know, you're not going to do that. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's wisdom yeah. that has to be exercised yeah. because it is a real there is a real COVID virus. It's not as yeah. Yeah. what they say it is or producing the number mm-hmm. of deaths that they say it is. And we've seen that here in the United States as well. Yeah. And I really do sympathize for my friends who have had their friends see people yeah. pass because of it, because it is a horrible, mm-hmm. it is a horrible thing. Nobody expected that in, in no. 2020. And when you were talking about the book of Haggai with the transfer of yeah. wealth and, and things being shaken, the reason why that's happening, and I really believe this, and I've talked about it on the podcast with Dan, is that God is bringing that wealth towards the church so that his bride can be beautiful at the end. Yeah, It's not going yeah. to go out as an oppressed underground thing. It's going to go out in glory and end in glory yeah. so that yeah. other souls can be drawn to it. And I really do believe that there will be a harvest that's coming. There's a shaking Amen. that's going on. That too, yeah. yeah. You have to shake the grapes before 
<laughs> before the exactly. before the harvest. The, exactly. The pruning has to come. And I went this morning to Psalm two because of the things mm-hmm. that we have going on over here in the United States with the protests and the riots. And I've seen that going yeah. on in the UK as well. It's gone worldwide. Yeah, now. we just we just had riots yesterday in London. Um there's been protests here in Northern Ireland as well. Yeah. Um they're set to continue. Um I think there's other agendas going on there really as well. And it's been a terrible thing that happened. But I think there's there's other agendas. That's what I think. And the bottom line is people want justice and people are angry. Yeah. There, there, there is a cry for justice and there's a rage that's going on. And something that brought me to Psalm 2 yesterday, tw- trending on Twitter, you were talking about mm-hmm. the, the agenda. Uh, the hashtag trending on Twitter yesterday was attack and dethrone God. That was the, that was the hashtag that was going on that was trending. And Psalm 2... I've always been fascinated with this psalm and that Psalm 2, the Hebrew number 2 is is the bet, and that is the number of division. Um, number 2 is yeah. the basis of yeah. all division. It speaks of division, and it says in Psalm 2, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? And I just go back to that hashtag, you know, attack and mm-hmm. dethrone God. Yeah, knock yourself out there, sport. You know, like that's going to happen. Uh, the kings of the yeah. earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. So yeah. for anybody right now that thinks they can attack and dethrone God and get everything off course, um, he's laughing at you right now. Uh, God does laugh. And Absolutely. He, he laughs at that. But then when you go a little bit further in the psalm, so even Psalm 2 talks about transfer of wealth, and it gives you a very clear understanding of why and who the wealth is for. And this hit me today, and I want to make this very clear to our listeners that when we talk about transfer of wealth, when we talked about it in the Sky Clock edition, when Aaron and I are talking about yep. it here, it's not that you are going to be able to go out and get your yacht that you've wanted or that you're going to be able to buy the dream home. All right. In verse seven of Psalm two, and I want our listeners to go take a look at this for themselves. It says, I will declare the decree. The Lord saith, hath saith unto me, thou art my son. And this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Well, In this psalm, God is not saying that he is necessarily giving us the inheritance, okay? He is talking to Mm -hmm. his son, who is Jesus. So all of this, it's all God's. He's the one that owns the cattle on a thousand thousand hills. He he owns all of that. And anything that is transferred, okay, and I want to make this very clear because there may be some people that are pursuing the Lord. Don't be deceived. This transfer is not for you. It's got nothing to do with you. It's the Lord's. You're just the steward of it so that he may be glorified and so that other people can come to be saved. That's what the transfer is about. It's got nothing to do with us. And being a good steward, the last thing I want to do, and I was thinking about this this morning because I read it and I went for my run. I was like, the last thing I want to do is squander what God is transferring for his glory. I don't want to do yeah. that. 
and yeah. it's it's amazing what God is doing. And I just yeah. think when I read all of this and I see what God's doing and and revealing how it's been so perverted in, and I don't want to get into a long discussion on it, but with the prosperity movement <laughs> that we've seen for years of oh yeah, name yeah. it, blab it, and grab it. Okay, there is yeah. there is yeah. some truth in there, but it's all been perverted. It's not that I can command mm-hmm. you know this stack of notes to turn into a thousand dollar bill in, in a moment yeah. and, and yeah. god you're at my whim no it's not that it's that i am a vessel through which that wealth is to flow through to touch other people's lives with and it's Absolutely. not it's not Absolutely. for me it's not for me my mm. reward comes after this life yeah yeah exactly and that's what but, it's all I mean, about you're, talk, you're talking about the whole prosperity thing there, and I, I'm with you because I do believe God does prosperous um, for his plan and his purposes, and yes, our reward will be in heaven. But I think that my testimony is a testimony of prosperity, yes. how God has prospered me. Yes. And sometimes sometimes it's not in the financial either. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another way that God works for me with my music is sometimes... Um, I'm, I, I believe in giving. Um, I believe in sponsoring, and maybe I, I'll just be honest with you. I do sponsor some radio stations, and I do believe in giving to God's work, whatever it is. Um, we also sponsor children here at home, and once we start sponsoring or giving to God, and God blesses us. And yes. uh, I've seen that happen with my music across the globe. Yes, and uh, it's and I all believe it is. When we start to give, what is God's anyway? Because He owns, as you said, He He as the Word of God says there, He owns a thousand cattle and ten a thousand cattle in a hill. Yeah, He owns all that. That's all His. It's all His. Well, all we are here to do is just look after it and and give whatever we have. We we just use it wisely. That we use our lives wisely with what what we've been given, and yeah. use it for His glory. And uh, that's what I I do with that's my life, and that's what I like to do. And and I have seen blessing through that, and that's another form of prosperity. Yes, it is. Because I have been blessed because my music has been blessed, and somebody has been blessed by my music and, and because of my giving. Yes. And sometimes I give I give advice. I mean, I spent last weekend uh, on a Sunday evening speaking to another Christian artist here in the UK who wanted some advice of where I've got to, where I've got to, um, because he, he looks at me and he thinks, well, you've done well, and... Personally, I don't think I've done that well, but at, at the same time, he's coming to, he's asking me for advice. So I've given him free advice. I've advised him on how to market and different things. And again, God has blessed me through that. And that's blessing someone else. And again, it's another form of prosperity because I know the blessing of God. Yes. And uh, that's, that is the key. That is the key. And uh, there, as you say, I believe with you, there are times coming uh, we're going to be blessed so much there's a great harvest that is on its way and we are seeing the change take place yes and it's not a nice thing to be in right now but we are going to see a wonderful time where god is going to make his bride beautiful yes it's not a comfortable time to be in in the least bit and we've we've talked about this on the podcast when things get so crooked and so awry and then god comes and straightens it out it's painful Mm. 
And you can look at that from the perspective, if you don't really understand what's going on, it's like, God, why are you messing everything up? Everything was quite good, you know, but really underneath it wasn't, it wasn't quite good. And, you know, he's, he's making the crooked places straight. He's paving the road and all that's for the Lord to come. You know, that's for the, just as it was. And I know, and I know, Glenn, that there are people who are on the bandwagon. Oh, the rapture's about to take place and the Antichrist is about to arise. I, I believe this is just a trial run for that. That's that's what I feel. Um, because the Bible says that he's coming back for a glorious church. And the Bible says that we will be we will be doing the normal things that we have been doing. You know, there'll be people eating, there'll be people drinking, there will be people getting on having life as it as a, as we known it. Yes. And I believe that this is just trial run. Yep. This I, is just a trial run. I believe that as well. I, we've entered into a new era. I believe that this mm-hmm. is the beginning of a new era, beginning of a new era for the church. Uh, you know, as it was in Ireland, here in the United States, churches have been closed. They're just starting to open up. There are some churches, thank goodness, that will not be opening up again. And I'm not trying to be a meanie with that, but... Yeah, they were preaching yeah. nonsense. They've been exposed, and what they had is it's it's dissipated. And for the churches that are opening all mm-hmm. around the world, this is what I would encourage every pastor in. Don't think you're going to open and try to do business the way that you used to do business. Find yeah. out what it is the way God wants you to do it. Things are exactly. not the same. There is a new normal I hate to use that term, but there is a new normal for the church. (laughs) And let me define that new normal. It's doing what God wants you to do, not what you think you should do or what everybody else is telling you that you should do. Follow him. Exactly. Follow him. Exactly. Aaron, do you have anything else that you'd like? Do you have anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, Well, as I say, I'm I'm with you a hundred percent, and and you know, coming back, I think I did say in the last podcast that we did, we were talking about worship, of course, and I have always believed that maybe we've been doing church the wrong way for a number of years, um, irrespective of the whole worship thing that I talked about in the last podcast, but I I, I do believe that maybe the way we have been doing things has not been the way that God wanted us to do. And uh, and I mean I have seen it myself as, as in in the church, the gospel has been watered down, um, it's become more seeker friendly. It's become uh, it, uh, the truth has kind of got lost somewhere down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what I think. And you know, yeah, I don't like the term new normal either, but I do know that God is doing a new thing. Yes. And uh, and he, he talks about that in the book of Isaiah, doesn't he? That he will do a new thing. Yes. And uh, and that that's what I think he's right. He's doing right now. He is doing a new thing. Yes. I mean, I'm seeing friends of mine and speaking to friends across the United States and England and Scotland and here in Northern Ireland, and you know, their their lives are being changed for the glory of Christ. And uh, you know how we do things is going to be very, very different um, in a good way, I do believe so. I think Jesus said it best. Don't try to put new wine in old wineskins. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't try to do that. He is, doing, yeah. he is doing a new thing. 
isn't the church good at them? Um, you know, taking on you know the, the next greatest Christian phase that goes through, and some people we jump on that bandwagon, and yet it's old wine. It's old wine because it was for a time for somebody else to be blessed, and yet God wants to do something new in our lives on a daily basis. I mean, He says, "Be filled with the Holy Spirit," and that's every single day of our lives. He's doing a new thing every day. And all we have to do is just let him do it. Get out of the way and let him do it. I like that. Get out of the way and let him do it. <laughs> just, I'm just going to write that down and stick it on my refrigerator. <laughs> new, motiva- new motivational poster to slap on the way out when I go out the door. Get out of the way. Yeah, get out just, of the way. Let, get him out of, let him do it. <laughs> let him do it. Aaron, thank you so much yeah. for joining us again. May you and your family be richly blessed, and we're looking forward to that new album. You'll have to reach out to me when uh, when it's ready, and we're going to be listening, and we'll we'll feature it on the podcast, brother. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right, brother. Can I just say something before I go, Glenn? Sure can. Every listener, you got to listen to Let Us Cry. It is a wonderful podcast. It has blessed me, and has blessed my wife, and continue to support Glenn and Dan in this wonderful ministry that God has put them into. God bless you all. Thank you. And for our listeners, we do not pay Aaron to say that. (laughs) 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 Thank you again, brother. Good talking to you. Good talking to you too, Glenn. God bless you. Bless you too, brother. Lithoscry.com.